Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. It's a Friday already. Hope you're doing well. I've been getting some email from my listeners, which I will get to probably in a future episode, but I've been watching some YouTube videos, and I've been watching Cody at Take 20. Very interesting stuff. Even though I don't play 5e, I always find... I like I like the way he does his advice. And he recently did one about non-villain antagonists. And I've kind of went that direction sometimes. I have, usually what I have is, I like to do what they call the wild card. The guy, you don't know if he's on your side or not. Sometimes he's a guinea. Sometimes he shows up to just help you out of the blue. And I always make these guys very, very mercenary. In other words, they will help you if it's in their interest or the path that the PCs are going along happen to coincide with his. He sees no problem. In fact, I have one in my Swords and Wizardry campaign named Jolly Jimmy Jakes. And he is a drow assassin. And I kind of play him like an evil Bert from Mary Poppins. Because he first turned up as a chimney sweep. And they didn't realize he was a drow because he was plying the trade. And they just figured he's always covered in coal dust. And he never took his hat off. If he'd have taken his hat, his top hat off, they would have seen a ring of white hair on his head. So because you know the hair is all black because well he's covered with coal dust. That's a, that was his cover. But he turned up one other time during a ritual at the end of a campaign to help them. The first when I first introduced him, it was a murder mystery, and he was the he was the guy who did it. He was being paid to do it, but he did it. And it was nice because he always acts very nice to the king. He's always like they're his, acts like they're his friends, especially this one, this one character my friend Gareth is playing. And he was, Gareth's character was so heartbroken when he found out that Jimmy was the guy who did the murder. He kept going, why, Jimmy? Why? And he had to, basically they had to, they had to take him in. They had to, they, he, they didn't kill him, but they turned him over to the authorities, which was, this case was the Dwarven authorities. And he turned up later, apparently he got free or whatever. And so I, when I come back to the campaign, I want to use him more to show up every once in a while. And usually it's to help the characters because they're doing something like the, like the ritual thing. He turned up to help them help the the player characters kill the vampire high priest because the worshippers of Loth hired... He doesn't agree with Loth, for, first of all. He doesn't care about the spider god. But they hired him to go stop this other high priest who was a high priest of Orcus, who was coming into the world here. And he was doing a sacrifice. He was doing a ceremony. And he just zipped one of the guys up there just stabbed him right in the back. Uh, I know he was a vampire, but it was, I think there was something special about it. There was a, either it was a garlic laced 
dagger or something to that effect. And he did that because, hey, they're trying to stop him. Why don't I just help them? It's easier on me and I'm still getting paid. So that's the kind of thing he thinks about. And he's just a fun character to play. And he truly likes the player characters. It's just, you know, business is business. You know what I mean? He will do anything that he has to. So it, it's those, those kind of characters I love. They're kind of fun. But watching this video made me realize that in my worlds, like right now Astonishing Swordsman is my campaign world, but on my other ones, I don't really have a recurring villain. I need a recurring villain. See, this is part of the thing, especially what I'm doing right now with Astonishing Swordsman. This is, see, this is part of the thing because this is the one of the downsides of when you get what I say module bound, when you just keep running the modules. The players tend to go through it, and then they kill the bad guy, and that's it. And you got to find a new challenge for them down the road. Now, I'm not saying you can't resurrect villains and modules or anything else like that, but I don't know if it's them or just me not thinking things through or just not thinking outside the box, but there's great potential for some of those to be recurring villains, and I never use them. Astonishing Swordsman, to me, is a little harder to get. Not I understand how to run it, but I mean, the tone is kind of harder for me to get, so it's a little harder that way, but that's no excuse, really. Because I've got to be able to come up with a credible threat to them every time. So, going forward, I think I'm going to be starting to do that with them. Whether it's this campaign or some other campaign or my campaign or whatever. I've got to start coming up with recurring villains who have their hand in something. every. They don't have to be... It doesn't have to be Professor Moriarty every time. But there are certain things where you can you can make your current villain or your recurring villain that you can even do it with modules where the whole plot is something set up by your recurring villain, only he's way in the background and they stop them and everything. And it turns out that this, he, he the guy with the main bad guy was just the man behind the man. Now they could go hunt their old villain. That's fine. That's part of the game. But I'm saying you can tie him in. with Whether you use him or not, you can tie him in with a lot of stuff that goes on, whether it's a module or not. I can see I can see taking the Lost City and turning it into that Temple of Orcus high priest who hadn't if he hadn't got killed. I think I've got at least one character in Astonishing Swordsman right now I can bring back. I can bring back to bedevil the players. So you got to think of at least one recurring villain if you're going to have a campaign of any kind of length. You should really start thinking about it. And, you know, if you don't make them right away, that's fine. you got two or three sessions where you're just fighting evil generally. Sometimes either you think about this or if you got a scenario with the main big bad and he doesn't get killed or even if he gets killed, if he works out to keep, bring him back, bring him back somehow, some way. The comics, comic books have been doing that for decades like that. You think the Joker's dead? Did you see the body? No. Well, he's not dead. So it's kind of a, these things either form, either you think about it. That, well, actually, this is the way it, it actually happens naturally, normally, if you put some thought into it. If you actually sit down and go, hmm, you know, that, that petty 
that that petty raider over there who has that 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 bunch of scallywags, he would make a good recurring villain. Or that pirate king. Yeah. Yeah, I should make him a recurring villain. You know, just you just put your head to it. Or if you want to come and especially if you're writing your own stuff and you come up with a really great villain. Oh yeah. You know, either keep him alive somehow, some way, or find some way to bring him back. I've got one guy right now that I want to bring back and it's gonna be like I said, it doesn't matter if they kill him or not. <laughs> You could find some way to bring him back or do the diehard thing where you had Hans Gruber and then two movies who, who got killed. Two movies later, his brother comes along and you, well, you think he's trying to avenge him, but you got his brother now after John McClane. So you could do it that way. You can also, you know, drag relatives into it. You kill my dad. I'm going to kill you. Just saw this in a spaghetti Western. I just watched so you can do it that way. You can have their spirits do stuff. You can have somebody get possessed by this guy and this. You, it, there's a myriad ways you can keep your main antagonist going. And, and also, don't forget, if he gets tiresome or the players get sick of him or, the, or you know, that kind of thing, you can make him really dead. Dead for real. Not coming back dead. And even then, <laughs> even then, uh, I remember watching Batman the Animated Series. They had that one, that one, uh, that one episode about Omac, the, the machine that would make robot duplicates of, of like everybody. And he put the machine down. But then, like three episodes later, one of the robots, one of the doppelgangers, he, the machine made a Batman activated and got sentience and thought he was Batman. And he started doing stuff around Gotham that Batman was totally like, what's going on? I wasn't there. I didn't do that. So he had to track that thing down. So there's that too. You know, there's a myriad ways you can keep a villain alive if you want to and keep him dead if you want to. Anyway, I'm going to start my day. So... I'm going to say, if you want to talk about this to me, at me, with me, whatever, oldmangrognardgmail.com, drop me an email like my friend Mark does, or you can voicemail me at Anchor. And we are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you can too can support this program, and I would thank you. Once again, thanks, Jonathan, Oliver, and Mark. You guys are great. So until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.